Welcome back to another podcast here in the Rams Den. And today we're joined by an Animal Rebellion representative, Tim Spears. Uh, you've been working with Animal Rebellion for how many years now, dude? So um, I actually helped get uh, Animal Rebellion going back in 2019 after um, awesome. the first ever Extinction Rebellion that happened in 2019 in spring. And then awesome. like soon, soon after that, I was like, right, I love civil disobedience, this whole model. I don't want to bring it yeah. into the Animal Rights community. Um, so I tried to start it and then found out some people already, already, already had the cogs going into it. So I joined mm. that team and then I started in with that team, helped with the local groups. And then once I had that, then I like basically like, um, almost gave away my position. I like introduced okay. new people that could do the role and then walked away cool. and then I've been doing bits cool, and yeah so yeah yeah that's good <laughs> oh yeah cool man it's great it's good to have you here because uh you know animal rebellion I, i'm gonna presume people know what it is already if you don't know what it is already you've seen them in the news that they've just been recently in the uk um shutting down the dairy industry um you know popping tires on the dairy trucks blockading uh production facilities for mcdonald's what else covering big ben in in uh, white paint so the, this is those guys that's animal rebellion so so let's just kind of skip out that what what is animal rebellion that's what it is the, those that's those guys right so tim um i asked you to come on today because I, I i know you personally and, and we've 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 met before and and um i know you like i, I knew your involvement with these guys and I'm, I'm really really pumped to get into some of what's been going on um the, the, the strategies behind it the tactics the logic and also I'm really pumped to get into some of the the criticism the criticisms that have come forward from people actually not on our side because let's let's be honest I'm on I'm on your side obviously I'm on the animal side and you guys are fighting for for you know animals but there are some critiques that I think hold some weight right so I'm, I'm really keen to get into this today and, and to get into dig into this a little bit deeper and, and animal rebellion and, and you know the kind of logic behind it so 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 let's let's go to the most recent thing right first off well actually before we even get into that let's let's go through your background first off the people don't even know who the fuck you are right I've, i'm jumping <laughs> the gun here aren't I? I'm, I'm really keen to get into this i'm really excited so let's start there then so you got your background with animal rebellion but like what is your actual who are you aside from that what, what's your deal what's your backstory how did you come today to be this activist who's you know you're getting arrested you're putting your your freedom on the line for 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 what you're fighting for like Okay, where's all this coming from, man? All right, yeah, well, I always love answering this question. And actually, I suppose, uh, disclaimer, like, um, I'm not, like, an official Animal Rebellion spokesperson. Like, I'm a participant with Animal Rebellion, you know, like, you know, I have been heavily involved, um, et cetera. But, like, may, uh, at times I maybe don't, like, they've got this whole particular very uh, love, peace, harmony, uh, love and compassion message. And it's obviously that's the world I'm trying to create, but I'm a bit more controversial, I suppose, in some of the ways I communicate with people. But anyway, oh, yeah. so that's well, the right <laughs> <laughs> So me, yeah, okay. So um, um, so I'm 37 um, and I grew up in this small town called Launceston in Cornwall. And um, yeah, like, I don't know, like I, um, I always hated the idea of living in this small town where everyone knew you and like knew your like you know knew things about you and like you know the concept of gossiping. Um, mm -hmm. I've actually just been reading *Sapiens* recently and um, my, some of my police uh, visits, and I've like understood the, the you know how it's natural to gossip, and it's not like I don't have anything against it. But for me, I don't know as a neurodivergent person, I reckon I just I just it's something that doesn't sit well with me. Um, so I was doing my A levels, and then once I was doing my A levels, my, a mate of a mate of mine introduced me to uh, poker, the game of poker. So I started playing with him. I read a book, then I started playing in casinos, and then I just like actually started making some money. 
um, I had this night shift work at a factory. Um, and one day, like, um, like the boss, said, I did something basically said, boss, you, the boss said, you can either go home or do what I asked you to do. So I just walked off. Right. Um, um, you know, I was earning enough money. I was earning enough money. And then a mate of mine said, basically, I have a, I have a room to stay in London. Like, I have a room to rent in London. Do you want it? Do you want it? And it's like, yeah. So I moved up to London when I was about 20. Played poker for a living again until I was about 33 or so. Um, it got harder. Um, everyone, everyone improved and I wasn't. I wasn't improving because I wasn't studying outside of the game. And it's just my love interest for it just like diminished. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't really sure what I should be doing with my life. Did a few other like little jobs. Basically, like the way I li was living my life in my early 20s was like all I wanted to do is just... Um, spend time with my partner, spend time with my friends, listen to music. Go do, like London's amazing just for going to like see live bands and stuff and like club mm. nights and stuff. So I was like just living my best life. And then yeah, I saw I saw Cowspiracy about four years ago. And honestly, it was like Morpheus just handed me the red pill mm. and it was like the world is a completely different place. And um not only did I like change my own spending habits, because I was like consuming animal products three times a day. I was having cow's milk in my cereal every single morning. I was having meat pretty much in every single, you know, evening meal with my sandwiches. I'd usually have like cheese or meat in it. Um mm. and after watching Cowspiracy, I was like what the fuck is going on in the world? Like, this is a complete, I can't believe this is happening. Um, yeah. So I, I changed quite quickly. And then I saw Slaughterhouse footage. And I was like, the world is messed up. I couldn't sleep for five days. Like, and then I was out on the streets and I joined like Anonymous for the Voiceless yeah. as soon as possible. Found like the uh, closest ones that was in Leicester Square. Um, joined there, met loads of cool people. And then just from that, I just like, I had like my this journey through activism. So did like, mm -hmm. I started off in uh, Leicester Square. Then I set up my own one in Brixton and helped set up one in um, in um, Camden and Bromley. Um, and then I started going to Speaker's Corner like every Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. I used to go there with a sign that said, like, the only honest argument against veganism is you don't give a shit and then just right. allowed people to come to me. And, you know, it's like a bit of a clickbait title, but I'd always mm. be like, mate, like, I'm not, if you're, I'm not saying, if you're not living vegan, I'm not saying you don't give a shit. I'm just saying if you're arguing against the concept of veganism, you clearly don't give a shit. Right. So right. I try to have, like, obviously draw people in with that, but then try and have, like, a calm, rational conversation. I'm not trying to shout at anyone. Okay. I listen to people, like, you know, I allow people to speak. Um, and then what was it? Yeah, um, after doing that for a year and a half, I'm sure like, you know, you probably noticed this, like most people just walk by, most people mm -hmm. don't give a shit. And some people that do stay and talk, like they're arguing against it. They just don't care. Obviously some people mm -hmm. do kind of, I know I've changed people to live, like live, you know, live vegan basically mm -hmm. having conversations with them, but it's such a slow process. And then XR, mm -hmm. I heard about XR basically at the end of 2018. Um, First off, I was really pissed off with them because they weren't even talking about anaerobic culture or wasn't even using the word veganism. So the first action I ever went to was this roadblock in Elephant and Castle. Did that. Um, I was in the road, like, in the road, like holding a sign, and um, this truck driver was just beeping his horn, like going crazy at us. And when he stopped, I was just like shouted, "So like, chill out, mate. We're only trying to save the world." And um, the organizer comes by, who I know really well now. I didn't know at the time. He goes, "All right, I love the energy." That's just not how we do things around here. Mm. So like, I, I was right. like, I was pissed off, but it's like, I'm not organizing it and I respect organizers. So, so I didn't say a word after that, but just did the uh, health sign. And at the end of it, they do this thing I've never done before as well. They, um, 
they they basically stand in a circle and everyone shares like their experience of how the day went debrief mm. like type thing yeah and like when it came to me i basically just gave the speech about individual change and veganism and like walked off skipping going like well well you know i did great then and now i'm just so embarrassed by it really um right um then I did like an NVDA with them um, early March. That's nonviolent direct action. And it's like, okay, these lot, they, they know what they're talking about. Like they've done their research. And mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it was just for me personally, it fit, it, it, um, fit my personality a lot better. Right. Um, so yeah. then, yeah, I've just been involved in a variety of different uh, campaigns. And I'm not like a, right. affiliated or attached with right. a particular group. Got it. So there's a good, some good stuff to get into there. So uh, your last bit there, you mentioned about non-direct action, non-violent direct action, and, and mm-hmm. that how that. Uh, I, I obviously clear that won you over as the as the the strategy to move forward with, and that's what Animal Rebellion is is doing. Non-violent direct action, meaning non-violent to people, not necessarily to property, right? Uh, and then there's an argument: Can you even be violent to property? Okay, but the um, the point is, is this is the first thing I wanted to really get into with you. So. The most recent actions of Animal Rebellion, this nonviolent direct action they've been doing, so it's been vandalism of um, of the Big Ben and and some buildings, and yes, also I did, I did that. that yeah, was, I was part. Of it. <laughs> sure, yes, exactly. Right. So that was you. That was you with the with Animal Rebellion guys, and then some other guys uh, were also stabbing the um, tires, right, popping the yeah. tires of of dairy trucks, right. So so. A lot of people, uh, obviously, the ones who are most happy about this are the, the, the vegans, the animal rights activists, and, and environmentalists too. Uh, they're happy about this stuff being brought up. And that's that goes without saying, you know, that's just a no-brainer. That's just a default, right? But a lot of people have brought up critiques of this, some of which that I, I, I have to think about here and I'd like to ask you about. So first things first. Um the what's what's the logic behind this type of more because nonviolent direct action can be something like protesting walking into a building sitting down it can be things like that it could also be things that would be considered more aggressive and potentially some people could define as violence for example defacing a building or popping you know destruction of property so what's the logic behind this destruction of property versus um other actions that would be you know, non-destructive, let's say. Yeah. Non-destructive, non-violent direct action versus destructive, non-violent mm. direct action. You could say, what, mm. what's what's the, what's the strategy there? Sure. Well, um, first of all, I'd always say, I'm sure you would agree with this as well. I think la- like language is important. Mm-hmm. So I, I would describe what we're doing as like property damage. I'd almost yeah. call it like um, self-defense, like we're disarming um, property that is actually destroying the world. Um, so the logic behind it all is basically... Um, have you heard of like you know King Ian, King Ian nonviolence and yeah. like his his six steps? I can't remember all those six steps. It's alright, don't worry. People can but, um, Google it if they want to see. But it's yeah. like it's in you know it's Martin Luther King, and it's basically uh-huh. you know it starts off with um, you start off with like information gathering, so gather information about like what you're targeting um, and how how you could potentially target it, um, and then stuff like there will be like. like education and negotiations and all these sort of things you take these sort of steps and then once those steps have been tried and tested and Mm -hmm. nothing's changed then you move on to the direct action sort of side of it so we i you know like i i've been trying education for ages education within like say veganism what has been going on from the 60s isn't it something like that maybe even earlier like what whenever like so was it donald watson come up with a concept you know he introduced the concept of veganism or the name of Mm. veganism anyway um and you know like 
And it's like the numbers suggest that actually animal exploitation, the numbers are only get going up, like the amount of mm -hmm. CO2 emissions and methane emissions and greenhouse gas emissions are only going up. Um, so therefore, we believe like um, we've reached the point where like education isn't working anymore. So therefore, we need to like escalate our tactics. So, so this is, sorry to interrupt, but this is uh, your tactics, uh, animal rebellions strategy is specifically environmentally focused, right? It's not ethics focused. So you're referring here specifically to environmental education isn't working, right? Because that that's the public goal, at least. of Yeah, well, um, so, um, so we're basically, we're, so everyone that's like within animal rebellion and found in animal rebellion are like, vegan um vegan for the animals they're ethical vegans they, they, they just want to see the end of all animal exploitation mm -hmm. we just felt there was a space within the um either climate movement and activist movement in general where we can just um you we can focus animal agriculture in in an environmental message just because it's just a way that it might resonate and communicate with the public more often it's like okay. um you you might not want to you know it's basically it's like do you want to continue having burgers and cheeseburgers, etc.? Do you want a habitable planet? Because you, you can't have both. Um, so we're just using right. um, animal agriculture on an environmental level in the messaging because mm -hmm. we believe that that can resonate with the public rather than like yeah. we 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 would love love to obviously teach people about the ethics of not exploiting animals, but hopefully that mm. would just come along naturally if people joined us and then spoke to the people that actually. Um, do these actions and take part because we are all, you know, all on that sort of page. Okay. Um, so, so back to the Kingian nonviolence then, because uh, we'll get back to the environment ethics stuff, I think in a bit, because we don't want to get off on tangents, but that's, that's another area I'd like to get into a little bit more and understand more. So, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm bad for going off tangents. So it's okay. No, I, I, we can, it's a, there's a lot to go through, man. So don't worry about it. It's, it's going to happen. And I'm trying to keep it as, as, <laughs> as, you know, keep it as um, organized as possible. Cool. So, all right. So, so my first, my, my point that I wanted to bring up mm. here, and, and this might be, this might be too, too many levels deep for us to get into. Just let me know if it's ever anything that's just like, okay, that's just, I don't know. Then just, you know, it's <laughs> totally fine, but, um, but we'll see. I, and, and I hope you can give some insight. So the idea of the, the Kingian nonviolence, uh, you know, Martin Luther King is coming from the civil rights movement. And, and I know this has also been used in, um, for, for like, for, for example, suffragettes, this, this, the theory of, okay, we need to disrupt, we need to, and sometimes it's a quite aggressive disruption with, with the suffragettes, it was very aggressive, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, they smashed up parliament, yeah. like they smashed windows absolutely, in parliament absolutely. and like firebombs, like letterboxes and stuff. Absolutely. Or... Yeah, they did. They did. And, and, and I would say that, you know, intuitively I'd feel that the reason that worked was due to humans have having sympathy for humans and, mm. and, you know, whether vocal or not, Many, many people most likely secretly had sympathy for the suffragettes. I mean, it's 50% of the population, right? Many, yeah. many people, whether they vocalized it or not, had sympathy for in people in America uh, or, or across the Western world who were suffering at the hands of specifically America in, in the Martin Luther King's case, but of course, other countries as well with their civil rights struggles of, um, uh, you know, people that were brought into the country against their will and having to fight for their own fucking rights now, you know? So, so a lot of people had sympathy there. So, of course, those movements. Uh, you could, could use, use those tactics and work. Where I see a bit of a problem is why would people have sympathy or, or you know, any, you know, legal, um, people with legal power have sympathy for uh, people stopping the production of milk when they 
drink milk every day, most mm. people, let's call it a, a, a 90% if we're being... 96% you know, apparently. Right, 96% mm. of people are still smashing smashing milk, you know, every morning, every day, dairy products. The sympathy's not there, right? Mm. So so um, do you see there's a bit of, maybe a bit of a problem? I mean, I, I'm, I'm putting this forward as someone who's, by the way, on the sidelines here watching and just trying to look and, you know, work this out. Mm. With, with, is there a problem with using tactics that were used for human rights for not even animal rights because that's not the message that goes to the public its environment mm. when most people are not sympathetic to in this case the dairy industry they step you know pop in the tires most people are like well i want that fucking milk you know whereas yeah. maybe when the suffragettes were smashing stuff up 50 at least 50 percent of the people probably were like okay mm. i want my rights so that's mm. good maybe mm. less right but, but mm. definitely more than those who would be happy about the milk companies getting smashed up so what what do you think about that um well i would say you know it, it, even at the time when the suffragettes was happened, there'd been numerous women that disagreed with what the suffragettes were doing. They didn't agree with those tactics at the time. Like a lot mm. of people just thought they'd go through the educational approach. Also with the civil rights movement, you know. Has, like has met, sorry, but has met 96% though? No, well, yeah, of course, I mean, but it's got, you know, change. But um, what I would say is, um, yeah, may, maybe that's, but that's why we're using, like I said earlier, like the, we're using mm. the climate message as a tactical reason, because like it is harder to get people to empathize and care about like the plight of animals. Like we've all been socially indoctrinated from day one of our lives to believe it's perfectly normal, natural, and necessary to exploit non-human animals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it took me 33 years to even like, to re I just wasn't even thinking about it. But then when I was presented with that information, it's like I changed. Mm -hmm. And that's when I thought like, oh yeah, like change is just gonna happen for education because I changed and then went out into the world and then realized everyone's like, not everyone, mm -hmm. but there are so many apathetic people. Um, but like, yeah, there, people need you know people need a habitable planet if our planet keeps on getting warmer and warmer like mm. our planet isn't going to be habitable. you know like pe people are going to be displaced like once mm. the, the the ice caps are melting and the the mm. sea levels are rising people along coastal towns are going to won't have a home they'll literally be underwater there'll be islands literally underwater yeah. I, I don't know the exact time frame like you know um but you know, so, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, um, yeah, do, do you have a, do, if you had a point, please finish it. I thought you would. Yeah. No, it's quite, um, we're looking like so. You know, within like 10, 10 you know, ten, twenty years, maybe even less. Okay. We're looking at like a billion climate change refugees. Um, okay. It's going to cause co complete chaos. So that's I. I'd like to think even pe people like you know think, oh, it's my milk. Well, it's not your milk, mate, because you're not a baby cow. Yeah. But like, um, if people want, it's basically people have got two options. You can continue with this way of living which is destroying our planet and that's not like a, you know that's not like mm -hmm. a subjective viewpoint like that is scientifically proven and we can completely prove that now um so we either keep on this way of w what we're doing mm -hmm. and eventually the planet becomes unsustainable we're going to have mass crop failures because the planet's going to be too warm and too unstable or we change mm -hmm. and we have to transition to this plant-based food system so it's like one or the other um and um okay. yeah yeah we're not liked so i know you know 96 percent or whatever like don't like it but we're right and it's like it's that perseverance it's like basically saying we're you know we've got to change nothing's changing mm -hmm. and like we're going to keep on doing what we're doing until change happens so at this point right let's be honest here let's be real at this point the like the media most mainstream media outlets are controlled by like at least marginally, mildly progressive, like call them left wing. That's the mainstream media. You've got your Fox News of the world, of course, and your Sky News Australia's and the UK has um, 
I don't even know if the, oh, it's got GB News, right? You know, like they're kind mm. of more like conservative we'll talk radio. channels. Talk radio, radio, exactly, yeah. exactly. But the mm. biggest ones like mm. are, or still are like left-leaning or, you know, center-left. I, I, I disagree, to be perfectly You think so? Well, the point is, the point is, okay, but forget that. It doesn't matter. Politically alignment doesn't matter. The point is, is that most mainstream media across the Western world is talking about the climate crisis. It's it's all the time. It's constantly in, in the news. They're interviewing people. They're, they're constantly ringing the alarm bells on TV. And, and yeah, they they even they even go further than you guys. I mean, they 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 make it even worse than it than it than it is because they want clicks. They make it like we're all gonna die in like two years. You know, they make this shit up to get us even more uh, upset than than you do. You know what I mean? So mm. my point of saying that is, um, is at this point. It seems to me like everyone who was all, who would already be convinced by uh, the, this messaging studies, you know, the, the facts is convinced they're, they're there already. All we've got left is the masses that what for whatever reason don't give a shit. And, and you know, they, they know everything. They've seen it. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and or they know they've got some hint of it, at least, but they don't care. So. When um, when I hear you say like, you know, well, we're, it, we're right and, and here's this fact and here's this other fact. And it's like, OK, they're facts. They're, they're, for, they're facts for true. And, and Animal Rebellion is going out there and, and, you know, going on TV with Piers Morgan, for example, with um, all the, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, going on other TV shows and and dropping these facts. But is, is that is that a solid strategy at this point when I think the, the, even the mainstream media, which is way more reach than, you know, one one interview with Piers Morgan versus like what? two or three years, maybe five, five years, maybe of the media constantly talking about this and it's still not mm. convinced people. Do you see, mm. do you see that? So, so what's my, I guess my question to you is, um, at this point is quoting studies and dropping facts, the best strategy is, is disrupting in this, you know, aggressive way and then using it to, um, you know, put these facts out there. Is, is that, is that bringing people over or is, is that not even the aim for you guys? Are you trying to get something else out of people as opposed to bring people over? That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of here, mm. trying to like figure out, yeah. you know, the strategy behind it all. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so have you heard of, um, have you heard of Erica Chenoweth? I don't know. No, no. Okay. So she, she, um, so she did this study, I can't remember how many years ago now, and she looks at basically, um, hundreds of resistances like non-violent and violent and um she came to the conclusion that um non-violent movements were like twice maybe three times more successful than violent ones and also okay. um whenever a movement reached 3.5 percent of the population it always won as a non-violent movement okay. um i'm not saying we need 3.5 percent. i don't think we'd need yeah. that 3.5 percent of the uk um and these, like, sorry, this, um, just to clarify, these are movements for, I'm going to assume, human rights movements. Yeah, right? human rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Human okay. rights. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, the, yeah, the point of what we're doing isn't really to, I mean, yeah, like you said, like, yeah, these studies have been out for absolutely ages and it still mm -hmm. isn't convincing people. Um, so I, it's, been I a bit, it's, it's been a while, hasn't it? I mean, people are I stubborn think, as fuck, mate. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's because, point. <laughs> well, that's the problem. I mean, like, for me, I would say, like, you know, like, capitalism has basically trapped people into a life which like they don't have any other option apart from working like far too many hours a day and they don't have the mm. energy to try and campaign and try and make a better world they're in like loads of debt they've got fam you know family to feed like energy prices in the uk are going mm. like as you know astrospheric is that how you say it um oh, no i never heard that word <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean um, yeah, yeah, yeah and so like yeah yeah like the 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 education approach 
only get so far uh, but hopefully like the more if we get these platforms and keep on sharing it like some people yeah. haven't heard of it like i didn't really hear about it until like four years ago so okay. some people might hear it and get involved but then other people potentially can be inspired just for the fact that we're taking action it's like we're not only we're not just talking because talking is basically like virtue signaling to a certain extent um mm. action is basically it's like you know uh deeds not words it's like i think that's a famous like suffragette sort of thing mm. yeah um, and that's what we're doing we're basically saying the dairy industry is it's not the only obviously there's lo loads of other factors which is the reason why this world is falling apart and like our planet is getting warmer and warmer and why there's so much exploitation and suffering and inequality, you know, inequality going mm -hmm. on in the world. Like the dairy industry isn't responsible for all of that, but it's mm -hmm. part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So um, also like it, the dairy industry really is actually on its last legs. Like with now with new technology, um, they're saying scientists are saying they can actually recreate dairy exactly the way it is now, mm -hmm. even with all the health complications that come with it, they can make it like, um, like, like they would do like, a in a brewery like making right. a beer or something like literally it can yeah. just be manufactured in these tanks once that happens that can be done on a scale which is so much it probably just eradicate dairy like overnight yeah, yeah, the way yeah. like say uber came along and like disrupted like the technology industry and yeah. airbnb came along and disrupted like the hotel industry like once mm. this is introduced it will completely disrupt it and like right. so we basically think like um dairy what? No, of course I wouldn't. No, no, no. No, well, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I don't exactly, I, I like to think, I try and take as good care of my body as possible. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, well, I smoke a lot of weed and, you know, so, <laughs> I, like, I think, I, went, uh, yeah, I don't think I'd go for it either. I don't think there's any no. need, need at this point. I, I would be interested in lab grown <laughs> eggs though. Just like as a as a as a one off thing, I know that they'd still be bad for you probably, mm. but like just like every now and then thing. Yeah, well, but, yeah, um, just because like yeah. it's like yeah, what well, I imagine. Yeah, I used to like eggs. You used to yeah. like eggs. It's almost like just to just to yeah try out again, but like exactly. um, why not? If there's if there's nothing mm. morally or ethically wrong at mm -hmm. all with it, why the fuck not? It's only your yeah. own health, right? That's up to you, exactly. isn't it? That's exactly. the point. Exactly. 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 So yeah, okay. So I get I get your point mm. there um, for sure. So you mentioned that the goal is not necessarily to um at this point educate people anymore i guess that's kind of what you're getting out here that's part of it that like, can be part of it but there's a there's a bigger goal um if if the goal is to put, like put pressure on governments which obviously it is to to make change would would more people being on board not assist that and 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 of course it would and it's a rhetorical question more people being on board would assist with that so um so, and, but that's not one of Animal Rebellion's goals to get people on board. And actually this action that's going on right now, or that has been going on, definitely achieves the opposite effect with people who are not already on board. It actually, you know, it, it quite clearly turns a lot of people off, um, which that that's not, I know that's not a criticism because that's not your goal anyway. But my point is, could that not be a goal? Is, is this not something to consider recruitment of, of, of people? So, so you have more numbers to actually go out and, and have a bigger impact with the uh, the government protests so um no it is a goal it definitely mm. is a goal like we, we were trying to build a mass movement so we are trying to recruit people but obviously mm. we're, we're we're trying to mobilize basically like the radicals like we would basically i would describe myself as like you know well i don't i, I hate these labels like far left center right mm -hmm. and everything like i yeah you know i don't most people don't even know what the fuck it means like no they, they, but, people say but anyway like in, in um 
in a general population's perspective, I would be classified as like a far left extremist, basically. Yeah. Um, that's fine. <laughs> people can label me what they like. But, you know, that's too. We're trying, we're, we're trying to tap into the people that are willing to take these actions. And we are like more people are joining us, like more people, loads of people are getting in contact with Animal Rebellion going, mm -hmm. how can I sign up? We're getting lots of donations. Like people loved what we did. But obviously, um, it's called... Um, Oh shit! Well, I've lost my like thing. But like, you're it's po it's called like polarizing actions. Like we're doing actions okay. where we know it's going to piss off some people. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Like we don't need every person on board to be able to make change. Like okay. we we've literally there's aisles in London that have no milk whatsoever in the mm -hmm. shelves because of the disruption that we've caused. Like obviously that's going to piss off people. That's right. also going to inspire people to be like, wow, like we that that group did that with like. I don't know how many people it was. It wasn't really loads. It was like quite a small mm. number. So think about what we can achieve with more numbers. And um, so sadly, like, you know, with the Queen dying as a collective, we decided um, it would be best to pause the actions for now. We're stopping it until spring next year. I'm not right. sure if you heard of this story. I haven't, I've only heard it from a friend, but I haven't read it, but I know, I'm pretty sure it's true. So there's this lady in, I think it was in Everness in Scotland, yeah. who um, he, he, she owns this chip shop. And she uh, popped a bottle of champagne when, like, Liz died. Okay. And um, the whole town, the village, just came along and just smashed up her chip shop and, oh. like, ran her out of town. And now she's had her chip shop's license revoked. She's not even allowed <laughs> to be a chip shop owner. So, <laughs> um, so we just, like, I, I wanted to go out, like, personally. Again, like, I'm not, I'm not an Animal Rebellion spokesperson, so these are just, like, my, my things. But obviously, mm -hmm. like, um, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a participant. Yeah. But um, sure. I was ready to go out that day. Like I, I didn't care. Like you know, I, the dairy industry isn't stopping uh, mm -hmm. because, like you know, uh, the queen died. They're, mm. they're still going to continue with this industry that is like destroying this home, my only home, your home, our home, anyone that's listening. Like if you live on planet Earth, like the dairy industry is responsible for making this planet uninhabitable. Um, so there's I a would, limit. There's it, a limit to how far Animal Rebellion is willing, willing to go to piss people off and cause this division that you've mentioned. And and, and going out when the Queen's just died is, is mm -hmm. where they draw the line, basically. So it's a pretty fucking big line. It's a, it's a high line, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It, like, if that's what it would take to stop them, like, the Queen has to die. That That's the only reason we won't go out, <laughs> it's, which, is, which, is pretty, which is pretty funny when you think about it. But um, so, so basically what you're saying there is, or what I'm understanding is that the divisiveness of animal rebellion is on purpose. Like you're, it's actually, it's actually, you're trying to actually separate people out and, and, well, you know, and, and kind of tease out the radicals and actually like kind of with radical actions at the expense of fucking off, like pissing off a lot of people, basically. You're trying to I mean, that's not like, the goal. Like none of us want to piss off people. I don't No, no, None of us no? want to piss people off. I don't want to piss people. I hate, I genuinely hate disrupting people. Like, I did insulate Britain. I'm not sure if you know about that. And yeah, like, I, sat, I sat in the I went to prison for it in the end. Um, and I sat in the road and like, you know, I, I hate, I felt like I was going to throw up every single time I did it because I knew how angry the people were going to be, but I knew how effective we were being, we we're being on the mainstream media almost every single day. And that gave us the opportunity to give that message. And now honestly, like, the, the narrative about insulation has changed because of Insulate Britain. It's not a coincidence. Like you can look back and see through like, you know, Google searches and like the amount of times politicians talk about insulation it is radically improved since we did what we're doing. So like the, the goal isn't to make people annoyed, but, but we just accept and know that the actions that we're taking will 
annoy people yeah. but like yeah. it, it, we we believe what the actions we're doing are right and justified and will mm -hmm. the test of time in history if you know humanity survives the climate ecological emergency mm -hmm. i think people will look back and say well done to those people and i wish more people did what they're doing and it made mm -hmm. sense but yeah i don't know like it's only hindsight will prove that yeah maybe we are a hindrance to the movement maybe we are uh, stopping and slowing down progress but I don't think we are. We don't think we are. Sure. And time will tell and we'll see what happens. But, you know, yeah. I, I do it to have these conversations as well. Mm. Like, and I hope, you know, I want to have civil conversations with people. And, oh, totally. Uh, mm. Well, it's only possible here because I'm already on your side, you know, mm. and this is, this is why, like I, I said, as I said at the beginning, I saw some of these arguments, some of these critiques and, and, and I, and I empathize with some of them and I had some of them myself and I thought, well, who better to do it than someone who actually fucking agrees with, with, you know, animal agriculture, being the disgusting horror show it is, which we all know it is. And, and, you know, being a vegan, being an activist myself, of course, you know, I figured I'd be the best person to bring all these things up. So I appreciate us having this conversation. And speaking of, uh, insulate Britain, by the way, um, your boy, I don't know his name, but fucking hell, he, he did not fare well in the media appearances. The guy, the guy that getting, getting angry on TV. Mm -hmm. Oh, mate, bloody hell. And that's, that, that kind of brings us on to some, you know, the discussion of media appearances, because it's not your place to talk about him. This, we're here to talk about Animal Rebellion, yeah. right? So let's talk about Animal Rebellion's media appearances, because, again, I've got a few... I want, I want to know what the fuck's going on over there with you with Animal Rebellion, because I, I don't... From how it looks from the outside, all right, it, it seems like... There's, there's there's either a bad strategy with media or there isn't a strategy with media in terms of not in terms of what you put out i think what you put out is great like animal rebellions messaging when it comes out even though i'd, I'd prefer it to be ethics focused but that's another point it, it's good messaging yeah. like you get into the media you get the interviews, on the social media these... me now yeah on the social, social media, media the news the papers i mean you get out there and that's important but when when going on shows so i've seen two piers morgan appearances but two appearances of people from animal rebellion against piers morgan now it's not it's not a secret that piers morgan is piers morgan right he is who he is and that is the end of it there is hours and hours and hours of footage of piers morgan being the top class cunt with guests right and you can you know what he's going to do you know he's got his tells you see his face you know when stuff's coming you can figure it out but on the only two appearances i've seen with animal rebellion representatives with piers it's like they don't know who he is it's like mm. they have no idea who they're going up against and they get smashed. And this last one with Orla, and I'm just, you know, t t take me through this. Is there a strategy going on here? Or is someone dropping the ball? Like, what's going on when they go up against someone like Pierce? Because I, you know, we, I think it needs to be discussed um, yeah. and figured out. <laughs> mm. To be honest with you, or is, sorry, is that a conversation that's already happening? I mean, just give us some insight if you can. Sure. I mean, um, one thing I would say, like maybe, um, you know, I can put you in contact with the media team and. Um, if if they would like to and you would like to you can share some mm. of your perspectives and you can have a chat with them like offline etc and like yeah um so we can i'll sort that out after this uh that we've done this podcast um yeah, there, cool. there is a strategy there is like a media team that is a spokes training team and everything and like they have been getting together and doing trainings etc um i'm not sure if you saw me on the james Wales show but basically like i got in there by myself, I basically pissed him off on Twitter. And yeah, yeah, the radio yeah. show, the guy. That, yeah, I saw that, yeah. and that, that was an example of you knowing your audience. You knew your mm. audience. You knew what he was like, yeah. and you went toe to toe with him, and yeah. it, and it got scrappy, and like mm. you know what I mean. It like, but it, mm. but it was significantly better, like mm. in my opinion, than you going on and letting him shit all over you. And mm. even though you got you got 
you know, you threw a few low, low blows at him, but that's better than getting shit yeah. on. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. You've got to know who you're going up against, but yeah. in AR's I would most say- famous appearances, it seems like, it seems like no one has a clue what's going to happen and they go in and get spanked. And yeah. it's really sad because, you know, everyone, you know, it's it's good opportunity. And it seems so I haven't so I, I haven't seen the whole interview. I haven't oh, okay. brought myself around to watching it yet. I don't know how long That's it is. Brutal. I've seen I've seen clips and pieces, but yeah. Seven minutes, you know, mate. It's brutal. Like, like brutal. you know, like all I'll say like all Orla, you know, um, you know, she's like a full time animal rebellion um activist now, like used to be mm. a nurse. I'm not sure if she'll go back into nursing. Like okay. super smart, lovely, absolutely, you know, love that person. Um, into, yeah, I want to say that as well. Yeah. By the way, I said this, I made a video about this just recently, and I said that there's no doubt in my mind, Orla is a fantastic speaker. She's extremely knowledgeable, extremely good at talking, and she would be an incredible lecturer if she went and gave a university talk, college talk, or went on left-wing media. She would be incredible. But against mm. peers, mm. man, it was it was, a, it was really, not it's not her fault, but fuck no, no man. But that's yeah, well, exactly, that's the way peers is. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've put my name in the hat basically, and so I'll, I'll happily go against Piers Morgan, etc. But the thing yeah. is, though, like um, you know, because of Animal Rebellion, they have a kind of like um, like I said, like this l- pure love based sort. Of, like you know, I called mm-hmm. like James Wales an utter disgrace, and like yeah. said he'll he'll face his equivalent of the Nuremberg trials. That's not yeah. really Animal Rebellion style, <laughs> and um. And they know, like, they know they can't, you know, they wouldn't want to basically, like, um, um, like, put stabilizers on me or, like, you know, like, rain me in. So they're basically just like, like, we love you, obviously, and, you know, we're happy you're part of the the group and the team and helping within. And I I helped... um, I was like a team captain for one of one of our our teams, basically, Mm -hmm. Um, or co-co-team captain. But like, uh, you know, for me, for them, it's like, well, you know, if you can get onto the Piers Morgan show yourself, go for it. Um, But not as an animal rebellion spokesperson. And yeah, Yeah. I don't know, like, I've never been there. So I don't know what I would be like, but under the bright lights, like the the tension, the big studio, Piers is like, literally, he's an expert at being a complete class A wanker. And yeah. he's just, and he doesn't. It's not an interview, is it? It's like basically, no. it's like he, right. he, you, he gets a guest on just so he can share his thoughts and opinions. <laughs> it's like that's not how you do interviews, mate. Like, I I'd, like the it. first thing I teach him is like, do you even know how to do an interview? Or like, mm. you know, what's your point? And like, yeah, the whole thing with the hypocrite thing. It's like, bro, like we're all hypocrites in some shape or form. None of us chose to be born into the system. And are you saying that? unless you live like the most perfect life possible, you're not mm. allowed to do any activism whatsoever. And then he mm. goes and eats that burger. But like, I yeah. saw that. And it's like, he's just some fucking man child that like, he really, totally. he's, he, and he's an idiot. Like I would totally mm. destroy him in an actual debate. I'd love to have a debate with him, but it's like, none of, you know, they're not going to let me on him because like, no, no. He, he probably know, like if you ever saw me against James Wales, like, mm. you know, he knows this guy's going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to take your shit. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to actually like what, you know, because he always uses the two quo qui logical fallacy, doesn't he? He always mm-hmm. does that hypocritical thing, mate. It's like, that is not an argument, you moron. Um, but yeah, like, but, so I, guess so what, I don't. Hmm? So I'm taking it. I, I appreciate the insight here. So it's, it's less about, so for Animal Rebellion, it's less about who can take peers on and who can spank him. And it's more about, we need to put somebody on who 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 gives exhumes the values of AR, who is like you know love based approach yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So so they're kind of like they they must know that it's going to go very badly, but they're happy to take that 
if it means they get to stick with the whole love love based message. But the thing is, like, you know, like but that's, but this is just like uh, polarizing again. Like you know, mm-hmm. you you thought it was bad, like other people thought it was bad. Like you know, mm-hmm. everyone. But I've got a friend like who is a total non-vegan. Like gets it. You like um, would isn't like probably isn't objecting to a vegan world, but mm. isn't like really like, and he basically, he's a super smart guy, um, really mm. respects his opinion. And he was yeah. like, that wasn't an interview. That was just Piers Morgan talking over a really intelligent lady. Yeah. And like, you know, exactly. so other people basically see it as like, um, we would potentially with sympathy with some people because they yeah. would just see yeah. Piers as a bully. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, like, again, like, power of hindsight, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you can analyse it after the interview's happened, but while mm-hmm. the interview's actually happening, yeah. and, you know, it's hard to think on the spot when you're stressed out and, like, you know, oh, like totally, I said, mate. like, these bright lights and everything. Oh, um, totally, mate. It's not like, I'm not saying I would do any better, even, you know, this is, the, the point is, is... Uh, I do get your point. I do get yeah, your point. Yeah, like, and when I say smashed her, by the way, I don't mean that he won the interview or he won the debate. Mm-hmm. I mean, as in, he just... just talked he just over her. ...pat her around, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she had no chance um, because, you know, the it's not, it's not in our nature to talk over people, I guess, you know, she was waiting for her chance and waiting for her turn and all that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you're in, if you're not with Piers Morgan, you know, but, um, but no, I appreciate the insight on that. That's, that's a, it's good now that, you know, it gives me more of an understanding of why it was all are in the room as opposed to someone like you, they have a strategy behind that. <laughs> and they have, that was a, that was a conscious <laughs> decision. You know, I understand it. I understand where they're coming from. And then that can be, you know, whether or not that's the right way or the best way, that's a whole other thing we could debate, but a discuss, yeah. not debate, but yeah, I get, at least I understand the point. Mate, now. if you've got any connections to get me on the Piers Morgan show, <laughs> please do. <laughs> I'd love to, you know, you know, he, uh, he, Joey was invited and Joey was one of the, Joey Carbstrong was one of the yeah. people that was going to go on to discuss these protests, but then they opted for. Well, recently, um, like really oh, recently. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was going to be Orla and they had, they had two other people, Joey and somebody else. And mm. they went for Orla uh, most likely because they knew Joe, the, from the from yeah. history, Joey would Joey, fucking yeah, yeah, smash yeah, yeah. him. You know what I mean? So he it's like. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see yeah. actually Joey against, um, I mean, I have my disagreements at times with what Joey does, but you know, I think his place is obviously in, in, in a good place. I think mm. maybe he's a bit i mean i just i, I was uh, angry as fuck when i like first turned vegan i remember like actually like a few days into living vegan i went to the pub and i was like mm. what vegan beers do you have and the bartender looked at me like what and i was like and i just went mental away and it's like what oh, you don't no. know what vegan beers are oh, what's your problem do you hate oh, animals no. and the bartender's just like chill out mate um and so like so i i but like I am passionate as hell. Like I'm still incredibly passionate. I'm still doing my best, but that anger, that anger has gone. I like, I right. don't know. Well, it comes back and goes, but I'm not as angry as I used to be anyway. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Um, so, so I've gone through quite a few of the points that I wanted to do. And I'm, I'm happy that, uh, you know, we've got into this a little bit, a little bit more. Um, one, one critique that I saw that I actually hadn't come up with, I hadn't thought about myself even, um, but um, seems to be an interesting one. A, a lot of a lot of conservative or right leaning are actually just kind of regular people. They and, and like Piers as well. And this is one of the things Piers get he. So what he got wrong is the reason um, his his logic was fault, faulty, right? But there is so definitely his logic's always faulty. completely faulty, right? <laughs> but he does have a point in that if somebody is telling you to do something, but they're being a hypocrite, it is the worst fucking thing. It, it is. It's almost like it's looking down on you. It's one rule for me, another for thee. It's it's it is, and that 
unfortunately, with with a lot of environmental protesters and also vegans and animal rights protesters, tends to be what people get the impression of. Um, now, with animal rights protesters, it's harder for people to call hypocrisy because, at the end of the day, you know, um, most you know vegans have done away with these massive, monstrous things that are really fucking up, you know, the animal world, right? You know, the the breeding and killing of billions of animals. Vegans are like not funding that right now what's left is stuff that is largely either extremely difficult to avoid or impractical to avoid um, after removing all of those products and then we left with all these gray areas so it's, it's it is harder to go be like 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 peers or oh, the bees or whatever like he's trying but it's difficult it's like the However, almond milk what's in it do you almond right, milk almond and avocados milk and, bees and honey avocados. and whatever yeah or not honey sorry avocados and almonds yeah mm. now like Applying that, that thing to you guys, or what, what peers could have done uh, even and didn't do, and, and I think is more of a valid point to bring up, is that um, so, so Animal Rebellion, one of the things they were doing was stabbing the tires of trucks. And drilling, of, we had these drills, like proper drills. drills oh, like yeah, bang, drilling yeah. them, sorry, not stabbing them. Yeah, it sounds, right. sounds a bit more gangster, doesn't it? Drilling them, you're right, drilling yeah. the trucks, my bad. Disarming them. <laughs> Disarming the trucks, yeah, if you want to use a, yeah, a more softer um, softer word. So, so yeah, taking out the trucks' tires and some people mentioned this in the comment section of one of your one of the, one of the social media posts saying mm. now you've just put a load of tires rubber tires in mm. the landfill mm. right so mm. and that's a valid point that is exactly mm. where they'll go they'll go to a landfill mm. because they they don't um as, as far as i'm aware i, I don't far, believe yeah they, they won't be able to use them again like, yeah, the holes yeah, yeah, are too big i yeah. don't think they could repair them so they go to a landfill right now that as environmental activists mm. creating waste for a landfill through through a protest that's that's a pretty bad visual, isn't it? That's bad optics. So I guess my point to ask here is: Do the ends justify the means? Is that is that is that how it goes for animal rebellion? Like, so is it okay for an activist to engage in something that is causing waste and causing you know, something anything environmentally destructive? For example, flying to events or you know driving to events yeah. and creating waste for landfills. Is it okay for activists to do that as long as it serves their agenda? You know, this feels a little bit like one rule for me. Another yeah. for for the right. All right. Um. So um, I would touch the first thing with the say like the hypocrite thing. Like um, mm. I'd say like the one like the, the the reason why Piers is so um confused and is his 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 logic is flawed with calling mm. us hypocrites is that we're actually not asking anyone to change individually. We don't put any pressure on anyone to do anything like individually. And we hope by just, you know, if people joined Animal Rebellion as a non-vegan, they'd probably start living vegan just by being around us. And just like, um, so, but our, our message is system change, not individual change. And like, if we change the system, like people just naturally change individually anyway, because these, um, the industry won't be exist to contribute to. And yeah, and, and for the tires, oh yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know. But, I personally think that justifies that um, the ends justify the means. Like if, like, say, uh, this truck hypothetically, like, just say this truck is responsible for X amount of CO two, mm-hmm. and if we like delay it, r- stop it, um, it it reduce. It's you know, I don't know. Um, there's less CO two reduced mm-hmm. because of that truck being disabled. I mean, you know, they they don't they, like they go to landfill, but you know, they don't have to like burn them. Like that's their choice mm. or something if the tires are to be burnt in a landfill. Like no, you know, right, right. We, we that's not my decision. That's their decision. It doesn't need to be done. You could actually literally just like leave tires somewhere and they just sit there and won't do anything. Like a, yeah, a tire, yeah. you know. Um yeah. and so 
There's a bit of introspection to be done, though, is what I'm trying to say. Do you not? Do you feel like, you know, like when, for example, when when Animal Rebellion locked down the the um, production plants for McDonald's and they just sat outside, blocked them, got in the way. I mean, to me, that's the perfect protest because it's like you just you're just getting in the way. I mean, you, you're stopping them, and you know that's it. You're in the way. What can someone say? Oh, you're causing inv- no. I'm just sat. I'm just sat in the fucking road or whatever. Just park the car there. Like we're in the way. That's all we are. I just like sitting you know? in the road. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. Um, whereas, whereas, yeah. So it, it's you know, it seems like a minor thing, but I just I just wonder about again. I guess. Well, I guess it's back to what you said. You're not you're not trying to convince people necessarily, but people will. Um, push back because of these mm-hmm. things that if they see if they feel that there's hypocrisy or that you 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 act a certain way but you're demanding something else do you see I, it can be a well, little i try to live by example i mean like you know um not only say have i stopped it you know with my with my consumer choices with animal mm. products and the food that i buy um i i try to acquire food locally i try to acquire food from actually either um bins like thrown away from shops or from mm. a shop we've got a deal down the road when like um their foods uh, past their sell-by date will just come along and pick it up. So I live in a, a communal house and we have communal food ma- mainly yeah. made from free food. Like all my, all my clothes now come from charity shops or mm. any technology is all secondhand or given to me. You know, I, I am, I, I, I'm not going to fly anymore. I don't have a car. I, I, I use like public transport or a bike. Like, I personally am trying to lead by example, but we're all hypocrites mm. in some shape or form. And I'm, you know, I'm done with the whole like you know I'm not going to f- try and like shame anyone for not living a perfect life like if yeah. you're trying your best and you want to see a new world like you don't have to live in absolute perfection to achieve that world but oh. you know like I don't no, know I, yeah well, I know what you mean I agree it's not about perfection um but you can see how it can be a, pro- a potential issue. If, if, I can see, but this is the way like you know our mainstream media works. Like I would yeah, mm. for me. Like the, the mainstream media in the UK mm-hmm. is is a conservative uh, media. Um, okay. the, it's, there's hardly any working class people as journalists. So to become a journalist in this country, you need a degree minimum. Okay. And like yeah. now a degree is like, you know, it's like what? Tw- you like 30, 40, 50 grand in debt, most people mm-hmm. to get a degree. Um, sometimes you need two. And then also... Um, if you want to get a job within these companies, you have to u- almost always do an unpaid internship for at least a year, maybe two years. What working class person can do that? And also, mm. like, you need connections to be able to get in there. And that's usually through the social circles that you're in, like, within. Right. And so, like, the the media shapes, really does shape the way the, the public um, think. Like, so... Mm. The, the point of the media and what they say, like all these papers will say, it's like we're just reflecting the public mood. But it's like we know that's not the case. We know the media is trying to influence the public's mood. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. The, the like, I I mean, I can't believe. I just I just cannot believe like the coverage with the Queen. Basically, it's absolutely absolutely mental. Like there's a BBC. Um, there's a BBC. I saw a BBC clip the other day, and the BBC presenter was like basically going like, uh, you know, like um. The cost of living crisis is like, like who you know, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like all that matters <laughs> now is the fact that the Queen's dead. It's like, are you joking, mate? No, no, no. Oh, like no, loads no. of loads of people who haven't, you know, Liz lived the life of luxury paid for by the taxpayer. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how many count. Uh, castles she owned and then we've got like homeless have you seen like all the pictures of like homeless people next to like billboards of the queen mm. like marking her thing and it's like 
it this kind of, like all the money oh. i don't know how much the funeral is going to cost like billions yeah, we've got cost of living crisis and people living on the streets people and our press is trying to and our press is basically trying to convince people that all mm. that matters now is that a queen's dead it's like no the monarchy is actually a problem they're causing this is, more problems this, this is the thing mate like, and this is what uh, this is why like i am i am overall on the side of animal rebellion i am overall like behind what all the even though i have my critiques here and some things that i'm not completely convinced of at the end of the day i'm happy that this is happening versus not happening and the reason is um that you know and, and well what i find to be crazy actually is that people are getting behind the, the supportive of the queen and stuff but they, they would they would despise you but the thing is the queen never gave a one solitary fuck about any of you yet <laughs> animal rebellion you're going out there and protesting of course for animals you, you want to help animals in animal agriculture but also it's for you it's for people it's also for people that like you're actually don't want to see people suffering from the negative effects of animal agriculture whether it be uh, climate change you know like extreme temperatures extreme weather whether it be health the health elements of it you know it's so it's you know even if it doesn't appear to be that animal rebellion is out there for the work in person um because they're disrupting the work in person overall part of the goal is to help the average work in person whereas the queen never did fuck all for anyone so it's she made a, it worse you know, she made it worse with all, if you look like i can't remember all of them but if you hmm. like the queen has the option of making says with it like you know having her influence on certain decisions hmm. and there's so many decisions that she's like basically said like you know more land for us like this that and the other right, right, and right. all these rights but it's like it's unbelievable like have you, you know like grouse shooting you heard of like grouse shooting yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. yeah. you know like so oh. so they literally burn like uh the ground which mm. would like release like uh, crazy amounts of co2 mm -hmm. and then like all the grouse that are like hanging around there have to fly away from the fires and they start shooting them that's that's what our royalty's doing. Like the Queen's done that. The Queen you've seen photos of the Queen walking disgrace, away, man. carrying like birds, like dead birds in her hands. Like these bunch they're a bunch of like narcissistic psychopaths. Like Absolutely, yeah. I, they, I, honestly, like I I despise the concept of royalty. Like mm -hmm. I like um I you know, I, I don't hate anyone and I and yeah. I have no will against an individual and it's not like it's not their fault they were born into that family. And if you're from day one of your life, if you're taught like, yeah, you're special, you're royalty, this is what your world's gonna be and yeah. you basically brainwash this kid from the get go. And so yeah, I got no I can't blame Liz for the way yeah, she it, yeah, it's not about uh, hate and it's not about celebrating that she's dead like I've some people do this fucking not disgraceful no. Sick I'm not people. yeah, yeah. I made, some, I made some controversial posts in the sense of like, I basically asked a question. I go on one of my social media posts, I go mm -hmm. like, I personally don't understand how many, so many people are mourning a person they've never met before. Oh yeah. Um, no, that's, that's a fair like, comment. That's not, that's not, that's not celebration of death. That's not like you're saying, oh, screw her. I've seen people literally be like, you know, fuck her. Like yeah. piece of shit. That's not my style. It's not my style. Well, it's just, it's just bad. If anything, it's just bad taste. It makes you, it says a lot about you, Mrs. You know, it doesn't necessarily say much about her. It doesn't make me want to look into what she did. It's what was so bad. It makes me, it makes me think that you're a cunt basically. Yeah, if you do that, you know, yeah. and it's okay to be like critical of the queen. It's okay. But it's, you know, of course it is. But I mean, either side extreme, either, oh, I'm crying so much or, oh, 
oh, she's a bitch. I hate her. Fuck, mm, she's glad mm, she's dead. Mm, You're all idiots. Like, mm, you know what I mean? I, fa- I find mm, it it's, it's mm. equally stupid either way, to be honest with you. Um, so now you went into something there that that was more based on ethics that the Queen was doing. That was something like you know despicable, like burning, fucking burning the grass to, to get the grouses up and then shooting them dead. And and of course mm. that is that is a big ethical problem. And and that and it's a morally disgrace, morally disgusting, despicable thing to do. And I know that you're driven by ethics, and a lot of people in Animal Rebellion are driven by ethics, the ethics of using and abusing animals, um, as well as the environmental impact. Now, uh, earlier on, you mentioned that you've gone down the environment route because you saw that maybe that was more of a, a gap in the, in the let's say, I don't know, the, the, the not market necessarily, but there's like a space for this. Yeah, uh, the, the, the activism, collective, ecological, right. you know, look, you know, ecology, basically, of, of course, change. Of course. So, so, with, so with what we said earlier in that, like, I know we can't prove this either way, but I, I feel like most people got the environmental message over the last five or six years from various sources, various places. A lot of a lot of very um, alarmist media um, articles, stuff that I wouldn't necessarily say you probably wouldn't agree with. Even you know, I'm talking like over the top alarmism coming from yeah, the media. Yeah, 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 it's been yeah. pretty insane. So people have yeah. got the message that you know the climate's mm. going to all fucked, and so. Mm. I guess my point I wanted to kind of close on and get your opinion on with the, with the environment stuff, do you not feel that maybe that it's uh, with the environmental messaging that this, you know, the statistics, all the facts that maybe it's kind of fallen on deaf ears for deaf ears for a lot of people right now. And, and there's a chance of moving people emotionally with, with matters of injustice inequality, ethics, pain, suffering of individuals, of individual animals, or, potentially even if you want to focus on environment, individual people specifically and directly suffering from environmental destruction that was caused by animal agriculture or linking it back, um, as opposed to going out there with these big, to be honest with you, difficult to understand points about, you know, in X amount, in hard to imagine in X amount of years, this could happen. And, you know, there's this temperature over here because a lot of people they just don't connect mm-hmm. with this kind of thing i don't feel so is this something that that's being considered at all or has been or what give me some yeah, yeah no, um so so when animal rebellion first got together like mm. yeah, yeah in 2019 basically like you know we we're having our strategy meetings it was it was solely like we are we're never going to use the word vegan and i don't think we never really do use the word vegan and okay. I, I personally i don't I, i'm pr- i'll happily be proudly say i am vegan but i personally don't use the word i'm going off on a tangent here hopefully i bring <laughs> the in. but um I don't use the word vegan because I don't think we need a label to describe ourselves. I would right. say, I would say vegan basically means having basic manners. Like I don't want to harm anyone. I don't think I need a label to be able to like describe that. Basically, also it's like lost all meaning. Like people use veganism for health or for the environment and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to begin with, animal rebellion it was so it was solely just the environmental message. Um, and I think the environmental message every single year is getting a bit more like intense with people, like the new IPCC reports that are coming out. Or and England just hit forty degrees C recently. I think that did scare a lot of people. You, um, you think like, so? Seeing, I think so. Like seeing those satellite images of like the like Hyde Park was literally like a desert. Like you see the satellite images of like um this um you know what was it July this year and July mm-hmm. last year. It's complete. It's like the country is just completely brown um but also we um you know like the more people that are joining animal rebellion you know they are all they are virtually all they're coming from a ethical rights vegan perspective and a lot more people do want the 
the ethical message coming in. So, okay. um, like I said, like to begin with, we were basically like, we're not going to bother with that approach. We're just going to focus on the environment. But with new people coming on board, having a say, and we do listen to people, it's like we're not a dictatorship. If, if yeah. someone comes along and joins the movement and we think like that's a good idea, we'll go with that um and i think uh and i think there has been a bit more um ethical messaging within like what animal rebellion is coming out with like um it's it's yeah it's not it's not the primary function even, yeah. even though it, yeah, it is the primary function animal rebellion exists for ethics but um the messaging exists on the climate just because we think we think it's a way of like just tapping into the public consciousness um and like but you, you know yeah you, you maybe disagree um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like, yeah, we, I had a chat with a lot with a friend about this recently and, and Lawrence, who's been on the channel before, and he made a really good point, an interesting point that, uh, especially with people like Piers Morgan and, and not necessarily him because he's never, you know, fuck him, but his fans and his followers, right? They disciples, are, his disciples, whatever, right? Yeah. You know, these people, and I think a lot of people in the UK and the world over, they're conservative. I, I, the majority of people across the entire world are conservative. Mm. They don't know it, maybe. They don't vote, maybe, that way. But in yeah. most things they do, the way they live, it's conservative, traditional lifestyles yeah. that they live, right? So when it comes down to, like, politically where they're going to align up, environmental activism, environmental activists, environmental science is polit politicized. It is politically left. Abs you know, that's where it sits. Now, most average people don't know even know where they stand politically, but but they are. I would say, I would assume, and I could, I would put my life savings on this that majority of people fall into that conservative category. They may, I'd agree. I'd agree. they may vote another way, right? Mm -hmm. But but most of their beliefs fall on a traditional conservative. So my point is, with the environmental stuff being so politicized, I hope Animal Rebellion takes you know, what, what they've been learning, which has been incredible to watch from the outside. And, and I was involved in a little bit of some stuff in London as well, which, you know, being there myself, it, it, there's a great framework. There's some great, you know, amazing foundations have been built. And I really hope they consider the ethical side soon because it will move things from a politicized point to a far less politicized point because veganism, maybe it was politi politicized. Maybe it still is. People consider it woke, but it is by nowhere, anywhere near as politicized as the environmental stuff is. And maybe, yeah. maybe it'll, it'll, it could have more of a, an emotional impact on somebody's, you know, Piers Morgan fans who, you know, oh, I don't, get, I don't care about all that. I don't believe in environment and blah, 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 and all that uh, climate change mm -hmm. shit, but that, I don't want to see that animal get stabbed. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's quite, it's a lot more visceral and it could work, you know? It could, yeah, totally. Could I mean, um, you know, there's these things called like the moment of the whirlwind and like uh, tapping mm. into like the public consciousness. And it's like, it is hard to tap into like w what people are thinking and feeling. And, you know, when we're up against like the mainstream media, like I said, who are primarily conservative people, like influencing, like I, the, when I spent time in prison, the, the third person I was in prison, I uh, shared a cellmate with, was this working class painter and decorator. He's been like voting conservative all his life, him and his family. Mm. It's like, mate, like this party does not give a sh shit about you. It's like, yeah. but they convince people because of like, you know, the influence. Like, have you seen um, um, the Murdoch dynasty on BBC iPlayer? It's like a really yeah, good documentary. It basically okay. talks about how uh, whoever Rupert Murdoch is back to be prime minister in this country has gone on to win, you know, be the prime minister because the sun reaches millions and millions of people mm -hmm. and they've got professionals that know how to manipulate the general public in the way right. to vote. Um, so 
like yeah we're, we're always evolving like animal rebellion like we, we we try not to be static we try to be we try to integrate as many new people as possible we try to keep like the the way it works it's like these multiple circles and they have their own mandates and like you know um you know people within those circles might are making key decisions um mm -hmm. but like as long as we trust them and i trust all the people in those circles because i know them personally i know like how smart and like you know how 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 passionate and everything they are yeah i trust those decisions and i'm not gonna you know i don't need to get involved and like have my say and like you know waste time it's like no cool you do that and i'm like happy just to like you know almost follow orders like personally like i'm happy like almost being a pawn in these movements just sure. tell me what to do go this because like <laughs> organizing is hard as fuck like <laughs> it's so hard to organize it's so hard to mobilize and you know like people like orla like uh, all these like all of should be so great at doing those sort of things like they were at vegan camp out they did an amazing talk they got people to sign up and mm -hmm. now over the last week we've got people that have never done any actions before it's really their first arrest they're mm -hmm. like totally radicalized now they like can't wait to get back out they're going to go to their local communities they're going to share this with their friends and family and then hopefully when spring comes around we're going to be bigger so it's called um okay. mem momentum driven organizing so okay. you do an action you create a story um you share your message and yeah. then like people would get inspired and then like more people join and then like you integrate them into the movement get them doing stuff and then okay. like when we come back out and do the actions again we're gonna have more people and then the more people when we have more people we'll be able to do bigger and bolder i mean if you thought like you know like the last week was um was pretty full on like you, you haven't seen nothing until spring it's going to be right. like a whole other level <laughs> awesome i look forward to seeing it and, and who knows maybe i'll be i don't know where i'll be at the time i'm, I'm traveling a little bit uh, with some work um from from what we're doing we're doing so a project here as well but who knows yeah i i want to be you know get involved if them if i if it happens to line up i'd, I'd like to come and get involved in some actions and and um you know thank you for for getting out there and putting putting yourself out there and and thanks to everybody you're working with as well for you know putting yourself out there and and doing this uh you know very brave and difficult activism it's definitely not not quite as uh straightforward and simple as, as something like mm -hmm. an outreach you know and not not to throw shade at any outreaches out there but you know just a big big props for the guys who get out there and do this kind of activism because mm -hmm. it, it requires a lot more from you um than many many other forms of, of outreach and activism mm -hmm. that do so can i just add actually add one thing mm -hmm. if we are i mean i'm happy yeah. I, I could I'm, I'm free all days i could chat all day long um but um one thing i would like to add like i'd, I'd oh. never i would never ever feel or want to feel like i'd ever guilt trip people into having to do like do what i do like um okay you know i'm in you know as a white male in this country you know like i do face way more privileges when i interact with the police compared to someone who isn't white maybe who isn't a male like you know sexism obviously exists within the police racism exists within the police homophobia exists within the police like i've person i've been like arrested like 30 odd times now i've been to prison twice i've actually only experienced like the police being nice to me but like i've heard horror stories of other people like you know just being being subjected to like violence from the police and that's because like the police are so inconsistent like um if you're basically like you're given someone the legal require you know legal ability to use force they're legally allowed they're like the only people in the country legally allowed to use force really mm. um and it and you're subjected to their worldview so like say i could be like sat outside my house smoking a joint and a police officer walk by mm one maybe doesn't give a shit just carries a walk in another one's like mate you you know maybe don't smoke that outside like go in go, go away another one 
could wrestle me to the ground, put me in handcuffs and take me to the police station. You're like, mm -hmm. you're literally subjected to whatever the worldview of that police officer is on the day. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. And like, yeah. I, I, I never would ever, you know, if, if people are, if people aren't in a position to do what I'm doing, you, we all do what we can and outreach and like what you're doing, like you're doing, like you're, you've got a good platform. You're reaching loads of people. I love the humor that you use. I think humor is amazing. I think you're doing a really good job. And like, you know, all of this, like this ecology of change, like we're all doing what we can. And like, you know, it's this team effort that's going to change the way. And hopefully like these conversations as well, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, can help and inspire people or put people's minds at ease and maybe like look at things from a different perspective. Because that's the thing, like, you know, we're almost like, we're, like we're, we've been just told, like the way even school works, like mm -hmm. schools are basically like, if you can remember shit, like you're the, you're the important clever student, but yeah. like, you know, but like it, it doesn't really help with creativity or questioning things. And like, no, of course, you know, yeah. when was the last time you ever used like trigonometry in your life? Like the mm. stuff that we're taught in schools is completely bullshit. Yeah, totally. Um, and like now we have to pay, like, you know, this country's fucked. Like we have to pay like 30 or 40 grand to get another education outside of like yeah. to finish that A levels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we do what, yeah, we do what we can. And I think outreach is great. Educating mm -hmm. people is great. It's just like for me personally, I did it for a, a quite a what a year and a half probably mm -hmm. almost spending 10 to 15 hours a week every week doing it and it just like mm -hmm. i got a bit burnt out it wasn't for me sure. now i like i just prefer what i'm doing and also like i can do but i think i can do both i can do be a bit disruptive be a bit of a nuisance but also try to be as articulate as i can about why i'm doing this and like sure. try and educate people along the way or share information i mean like i'm not trying to be condescending when i'm like so i'm not to you obviously but like you know educating the public some people might know like a lot of this stuff but it's just like you know trying to share the rationality but yeah but, no i get yeah. it i get it i think it's a good message about doing what you can and uh yeah don't feel guilty or guilt tripped into doing something that's not down your alley if you're doing something you're already doing you're doing more than 99.9 percent .9 of people in the exactly, world so exactly please exactly. keep fucking doing that tim it's been awesome to get you on mate um people can find you on instagram right aggravated <laughs> underscore activist is it yeah 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 oh yeah um yeah, if you want to, I don't know if you put if there's links or anything. I'll put a link. I'll put links in the yeah. description. To your and you can do my Facebook as well. My Facebook's oh. like completely open, so it's Perfect, just like yeah. Tim, Tim Spears, um, Tim Spears and Twitter called... as well. Tim Spears Twitter. You can just Perfect. find me on Twitter Perfect. and the YouTube channel. I've got the YouTube channel. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tip Tim talks. <laughs> so like, um, nice. and um, so now I mean, there's only a few videos on there. Oh my god! Like the first video I did, I don't know if you saw it, but like, not yet. It was no, no. Forty minutes long, right? right. I've, I thought I could just turn on the YouTube, you know, right. create the video, click a button. It's just like you add the person. It's like, then I looked it no, up no. and you've got to download all this yeah. software, add all this stuff. It's like, fucking hell, this is so complex. Yeah. Finally got it. It was like five, like a minute before I said I was going to do it. Got it up running, can hear Sophie. She can hear me. We're talking to each other fine. Yeah. And then like 20 minutes into it, my housemate shouts up to me. It's like, Tim, turn your music off. It's like, what are you on about? I had Spotify playing on my computer uh. and it, like, <laughs> it played through. So the first 20 minutes of that video is just like dance music and you can't That's hear so anything. Funny. Oh my um, God. But then, but, so there's two videos. So it's like the, right. the, the whole thing's like 40 minutes long. Right. And then right. my mate basically... Um, sent me a, an edited version when the when i cut the music off right okay yeah. so there's, a, there's an episode where you know 20 minutes of us talking without yeah, the music it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the well, fucking the first bit was gold it's actually gold oh, dust it's, but, um, oh, it's all right man this happens and when you first start a channel this is the kind of shit you got to go through i went through yeah. it as well so 
Um, uh-huh. Cool. And people can find Animal Rebellion on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. well. cool of that. Um, there's like animalrebellion.org for the website, Sweet. and then yeah, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. Yeah. I think I'm not on TikTok yes. personally, um, but yeah, they're on all the social media channels. Um, cool. And yeah, via the website, it's probably the easiest way to sign up. Like you can mm-hmm. just follow the things there, and they often do like um, Zoom calls. Um, and training videos and on the website the uh, animal rebellion youtube channel they've mm-hmm. got quite a few um like know your rights trainings and like cool. the like history of civil resistance type thing and like educational sort of stuff about how you can get involved and maybe like the theory of why like it's like we use these sort of tactics awesome well, we've done a pretty good job of explaining that a little bit today and people can go find out more um in more detail do some of these courses maybe if they want to know more again mm-hmm. mate really appreciate you coming on and, and letting me give you a bit of a I guess you could call it like, I don't know, lightly spiced tofu grilling. <laughs> no, that was, that's, that's, this is an honor, mate. Honestly, like, thank you so much for having me on. It's really, really, this is great. I love having these sort of chats. So I really Amazing. appreciate it, mate. Amazing. Like, and, and... You've got a decent following. So hopefully this is seen by a few people and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully it can inspire some people and um, just create a conversation, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. these conversations. Are, I, I personally think that's the way to change. That's what I wanted. I thought the world was going to change for education. That's what I wanted mm-hmm. it to happen through. I don't want to go out there disrupting people like, it was fun actually spraying Big Ben with those fire extinguishers, but <laughs> I'd ra- you know, there's other things I'd rather be doing. I don't want to spend like yeah. <laughs> 24 hours in a bloody police station, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm trying my best, and um, I'm I'm willing to put my hands up and say, you know what, maybe I fucked up here. Maybe it wasn't the best thing, but it is coming from a place of like, you know, like love, and it's coming from a place of like, you know, I I do keep deeply care. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I just don't want to see anyone harmed. I just want as people live their, you know, human or non-human, mm-hmm. live out their lives in peace and harmony. And, um, you know, we don't always have to obviously have to, you don't have to agree upon everything, but I think there's certain fundamental truths um, that, you know, we, we, we should be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. And if our, if our actions harm someone else, then we, we should take the perspective of the victim rather mm-hmm. than the oppressor. Mm-hmm. um so absolutely. that's sort of like the way i do it absolutely it's a great it's a great finishing statement mate i really appreciate you coming on thanks again no problem <laughs>